0: You are now listening to the Hack My Age podcast, the show that brings you guests for biohacking women over 50. I'm your host, Zora Benamou, a gerontologist, digital nomad, certified sports nutrition, and breathing coach. I'm the author of the Longevity Master Plan, the cookbook Eating for Longevity, and a new upcoming energy reboot program for women over 50. Now, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, and I would really appreciate it if you could please leave a review on Apple Podcast to help others find us too. This is a really small but very critical gesture that makes a huge impact for me to support a podcast for older women, help us grow stronger, get our voice out there, and attract even more amazing guests to the show for you and for me. You can now watch all of our podcast interviews and more on the Hack My Age YouTube channel. Some of our interviews include slideshows, so it's great to have. Every day there is a new video, so just search Hack My Age on youtube.com or find the link on the hackmyage.com website. Easy peasy. Well, if you saw the TEDx talk of my next guest, I bet your mind was blown away too. And today we're speaking with Annette Verpillot. She is a posture specialist and she's gonna explain exactly what that means. Now, she's also the founder of Posture Pro and this is a health company specializing in restoring the brain-body connection through some of the world's most advanced rehabilitation and injury prevention techniques. Now, she created an incredible technique to eliminate Yes, completely get rid of chronic pain, and it can also increase your strength and improve your athletic performance through what she calls the posture pro method. Now, Annette has not only been speaking on the international circuit, but she still actively works with clients of all ages and professional athletes and trainers and practitioners and and researchers to develop solutions to tackle serious global health issues. Now, before I introduce Annette, I want to read the fancy disclaimer. Now, all information is strictly linked to the topic of postural health. Although our recommendations can provide relief for various symptoms, please note that they do not serve to replace or substitute professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. So now, without further ado, please meet Annette Verfiot. Welcome. Thank you so much for, for having me. It's a pleasure. It's our pleasure too. And I'm so excited to share your method, your experience. And, but before we do, let's talk about what is a posture specialist?
1: In a nutshell, it's someone who will look at the different parts of the body that make up who you are today, as far as your posture, as far as your thought process, because everything is intrinsically linked together. Most conventional therapies tend to focus on looking at a specific part of the body to resolve the problem. I have a background in rehabilitation. I did that for many years, but one of the things that I had to tackle with along the side of my career was the question of why I was not able to resolve the problem on a permanent basis. It was management and I was producing results, but I was not able to actually fix the problem. Uh, So I come from a background of neurosurgeons in the family, and I always remember my uncle saying to me, and the brain controls all. Something that resonated with me for my entire life and got me into looking into the brain to resolve musculoskeletal problems, which is essentially what I did. So looking at different body parts to be able to address the root cause of a problem, usually chronic pain which most often stems back to someone's posture, which is not something that we're accustomed to thinking. When we think about posture, we'll think, oh, let me stand up straight. Uh, you know, let me just make sure that my knees are aligned and, and whatnot. But I'm talking about the unconscious part of your brain that controls muscle tone. That's really what, what we kind of dive into when we're talking about posture, because that's really, uh, that's at the root cause of, of muscular energy and energy expenditure. So in other words, the least amount of energy that you waste, the more energy you have at regular bodily functions, and you know, just preserving your energy and, and uh, recycling your energy on a daily basis. So in a nutshell, looking at the brain in the context of pain and look, using body parts to, to help organize the brain to have an effect on on pain
0: perfect sense actually and it's something it's something new and i think that's what's super intriguing at least new for me and a lot of people because like you said we have a a pain we see a traumatologist or a physio and we focus on that knee or that shoulder whatever it is and we may have some resolutions but then we're always back you know there's always something and the older we get then you know it just doesn't seem to last as long. when you just keep going more and more often until a doctor says, "Okay, go get a surgery." I think there's times for surgery, and there's times that you know, well, maybe there's another solution, right? Surgery for me is always like the last resort. And uh, and, but if, and, and there's a whole spectrum, and there's a lot of things that are in there in between. A lot of people, unfortunately, do not look at what's in between because you see a doctor, they say need surgery, and then you trust them, and then you go and you do it. You don't really question it, which I think is a big mistake. I think people out there should really question a little bit more. But if I understand if I got this correct, you were in rehabilitation, like you were an osteopath or physical therapist, or how does and then you kind of transition, you said you put the pieces together as as that?
1: Yeah, exactly. I I was uh, where well, I was in osteopathy school and I had a client that basically had shoulder pain. I was, I was doing what I was taught. I was Uh, you know, all of the different details and and things that you have to go through to assess the joint and range of motion and whatnot. And uh, she just turned around and said to me, you know, how many more sessions and why are we not able to resolve this problem? So in that instant, I I felt quite silly because I I didn't have an answer. And here I was getting paid for for my time for my for my uh, professional advice. And I was just not able to I, I just didn't know. So Lord and behold, I I went back, asked my teacher and I said, why is it that we're not actually able to resolve the problem? And the answer that I was given was something that that doesn't really go with my personality, which was we really don't care. Just, you know, do what was taught in school and just manage and, and look at range of motion as you were taught in class. And I was like, but but what is causing it? This was not an accident. This was not from a traumatic injury. This was just regular shoulder pain. That's kind of what got the, the ball, uh, uh, that's what got the, the ball started with this whole brain-based approach as far as being able to incorporate the nervous system into the context of rehabilitation. And when I started doing that, the results that I was getting was, were really at the speed of light, because the speed of the nervous system is 114 meters per second. So when you're actually improving sensory input to the nervous system by using specific body parts with a healthy individual that has a healthy nervous system, the response, the motor response is very, very quick. And that motor response is usually associated with with a realignment of the shoulders a realignment of the hips, uh, better stability, a change in the sagittal plane. And all of these factors play a role as far as the tension and the pressure on every single joint in our body. And it just turns out that when someone has, has pain, there's always an imbalance with their posture. And if there is an imbalance with their posture, there is always an imbalance with the two extremities of the body, which happens to be the feet and the eyes. Makes perfect sense. I just love this. So it's incredible that you, you put these things
0: together in this sense, like, why aren't more people doing, doing this? Because I can imagine the frustration as a doctor thinking you, you want to help these, you generally want to help people. And then you just see them coming back and back. You're like, well, what am I doing wrong? Or why isn't this lasting so long? So thank goodness we have people like you saying, okay, there's got to be another way to get this person really, really resolved. And so one of the things, okay, you said starts with, the, you know, there's there's the, the 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 head and the feet, right? The top, the and this is what we're looking at. And so this is what I saw in this TED Talk where I found you, and it was incredible. It really blew my mind. And I, and I and I, you invited somebody up to the stage and you shared some simple. Eye exercises, and that brought immediate pain relief to that person. And so, this method that you've come up with—I've never heard before—makes makes sense. Please share a little bit about what you did in, in, in with these eye movements and how this the nervous system can improve our well-being. Uh, so, people who haven't really seen that, I, I will have a link to that TED Talk in the show notes too, so people can go watch that.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. So in a nutshell, um, as humans, what makes us humans is is the fact that we're able to uh, walk on two feet. We have, we're the only homo sapiens that, that are able to do this aside from the fact of, of being able to speak and write, but the organization of movement happens throughout the course of 12 months. It takes 12 months for a baby to walk in comparison to let's say a giraffe who will walk within five minutes. The a distinct dif- difference between the two is in the organization of the nervous system of the brain, in essence. And when you start to um, look into that and dive into into movement a little bit more with humans, you realize that what starts off movement with a toddler or or a newborn baby, which then becomes a toddler, is sensory stimulation. That sensory stimulation goes into different parts of the brain that for lack of a better word, sends out these neurons, these connections that will myelinate or will mature or thicken so that these impulses can go to the higher stage and the higher stage and so on and so forth. So we can have access to our our entire brain. And that happens throughout the course. The the first uh, uh, milestone is going from from zero to a month and a half, a month and a half to, uh, to two months and a half, two months and a half to five months, five months to seven and so on and so forth up to the age of eight years old. So the feet are a fundamentally a huge part of our stability because we walk with our feet. But when you look at the way that the nervous system is organized, the foot is composed of, of skin, muscles and, and bones all of which go to different parts of the brain so that we can feel what type of ground we're walking on. But as humans, we have a slight disadvantage being at the level of our ankle. Our ankle joint is actually propelling us forward. It's 3.4 degrees actually of forward displacement that all humans have. We rely on our back muscles, on our extensors to hold us upright and to be able to fight gravity efficiently what we do is that we kind of break down to see where, you know, we work with a method that works by process of elimination. We would like to know what is causing the imbalance. We know the foot can cause an imbalance because if there's an imbalance with the weight distribution, it's going to affect every single joint in your body, starting from the ankle all the way up. And it's also going to have an effect on your stability because your balance is picked up by a very important organ embedded in your skull which is called your inner ear. So if there's an imbalance in your foot posture there's going to be a mechanical problem but there's also going to be a problem in your brain and there's going to be competition between those two sensory entries within your nervous system. Your brain is going to try to take pick take, pick, uh, pick the information the most uh, important information in regards to your stability. And at that point if that information is contradictive, then you end up creating postural compensations which over time can lead to joint degeneration and, and eventually pain. So um, how, how how to come up with this information? Well, you just simply, by looking at the way that, that humans organize movement, feet, eyes, inner ear is a component. Another twist that I, I don't talk about in, in my TED talk is uh, looking at the jaw. The jaw is uh, basically an important component of stability. More and more studies are confirming that Uh, Postural stability is also affected by the jaw. So, we call these different body parts sensory receptors because this is exactly what they do. They take sensory information from the outside world and they bring it into your body, into your nervous system, so that you can make the appropriate decision to move and walk and live. Now, the challenge is going to be fighting gravity efficiently. Uh, Someone who has a forward displacement of their center of mass will always waste more energy standing upright. As a matter of fact, one of the things we just demonstrated with the state of Massachusetts is that when we actually bring somebody's body weight back very slightly, we have an improvement in blood pressure. And we had this measured by MDs when some of these guys are on, We're on blood pressure medication, and we were actually, and we're able to get these results also with with high-level athletes. So whether, you know, you're on, you're in the later stages in your life or or earlier stages, there is a positive effect, and it kind of makes sense. I mean, the calf pump, the, the, the heart just does not have to pump as much to bring the blood back up. This is a process I'm, I'm still learning. I mean, this is a process, I think it's a lifelong process. Uh, started off in 2004, started applying these concepts and having amazing, amazing results and feedback and testimonials from, from people from, from different fields, uh, whether uh, they were elderlies, Parkinson's disease, uh, uh, baby boomers, uh, uh, kids, teenagers, athletes or whatnot every single person is responding in the same fashion depending, of course, on, on where they are on, on, on the scope of health, if Parkinson's disease will, will be different, but they, they will still have alleviation from they will still feel um, a relief from from the treatment. I seen on
0: your Instagram, uh, talking about the jaw, but that was very interesting. And I have a question about TMJ or TMD. Some people talk call call it, but the when you're talking about the forward motion, and just moving these people back bringing their posture back to to improve their blood pressure, it reminds me of skiing, actually. I'm not a skier, but I remember when I, uh, when I ski in the instructor, I, you know, I'm always hunched forward and freaking out, I'm going to fall. And then they say, no, just put yourself back. And you think, but then you feel like you're going to slip, but I guess there must be some better balance with, with skiing. If I don't know if you're a skier or if there's sk- skiers listening here, that's, that's what, what it, it just made that connection.
1: It's just that every single muscle in your body is wired to respond to threat and falling is a threat. I mean, if you fall down, you'll hurt yourself. So there needs to be an automatic mechanism in your, in your brain, in your nervous system that will automatically, without you having to think about it, will automatically contract those muscles so that you can catch yourself back up. And that mechanism comes from your inner ear. Actually, it actually comes from nuclei and parts of the brain that, that we don't control in the same area where digestion and heart rate and breathing happens. So the therapies that are available to us today in the 21st century, and I'm not not saying that that they're wrong, I'm just saying that they're incomplete, because they don't take into consideration that involuntary system, which happens to be the brainstem. I mean, the eye muscles feed right into the brainstem the vestibular, the inner ear feeds right into the brainstem. The foot doesn't feed into the brainstem. It feeds into your sensory cortex. And there's some, some part of this information that goes into your cerebellum, which again, connects to your inner ear. So we can use these different body parts, your trigeminal nerve, your jaw feeds into the brainstem. So when you use body parts that stimulate, activate your brainstem, this is where you'll get the, the greatest results as far as, as therapy is concerned. And certainly as far as chronic pain is concerned. This episode is sponsored
0: by primidine, a supplement that if I had to choose only one, it would pretty much be this one. It's because primidine is sp- primidine. And this has been shown to activate autophagy, which is super important. And it's basically a cellular cleanup and recycling process that declines as we age. When we get older, our cells accumulate a lot of junk and a lot of waste, and this isn't really great for us. So we need to clean it up. So if you want some research, go to primadine.com and you can see all of it supporting brought cognitive health and heart health, hormone balancing, and long and strong hair, nails, and eyelashes by using spermidine. So another very important reason why I love primidine in particular so much is that I've never had received ever as much feedback about a product as I have with primidine. Literally several times a week, someone reaches out to me on Facebook or Instagram with an amazing testimonial. And most of the time it's about improved sleep. So I can honestly say that I can 100% be convinced now that Primadine is the best spermidine supplement you'll ever find. And you can try it with a 15% discount by using the code ZORA, Z-O-R-A, on primadine.com. And that's P-R-I-M-E-A-D-I-N-E.com. Now enjoy the show. To go back to the TMJ, because I can understand the eyes. Like if you try to stand on one foot with your eyes closed, you'll find it harder generally than if you had your eyes opened or something like that. But The jaw, and that's something I'm still trying to understand, like how do you, so you're saying that by doing something that's influencing the jaw will give you better posture. And then through better posture, you're going to be relieved of pain.
1: The formula is always the same. What I mean by that is when we talk about the jaw, one has to consider that there's three, there's four components that play a role. There's the actual joint. There's the lower jaw, which is the bone that is attached to your skull and maxillary through muscles. There's the teeth and there's the tongue. So for example, if you have the lower jaw that is too forward or too back, which is either a class two, a class three or a class two, these are dental terms. What that's going to do is that it's going to change your head posture on your shoulders. The moment that that happens, your center of mass, which can actually be measured really precisely on force plate the distribution of your body weight is going to change. Gravity passes through the head and through the body of L3. So if my gravity changes, that center of mass changes with it. Hence, I'm wasting more energy. If I'm clenching my teeth on a daily basis, because I'm stressed, and usually when we're stressed, we do clench our teeth, not when we sleep, we do clench our teeth when we sleep, this is physiological. But if we clench our teeth throughout the day, what we're doing is that we're constantly overstimulating the cranial nerve that innervates the jaw, which is the trigeminal nerve. Think of it as um, taking an axe and and just slamming it into a breaker box where where there's electricity. This is what we're doing to our nervous system when we're clenching on a daily basis. This is what's happening in our brain. So how can this create pain? Well, it could create pain because one, the trigeminal nerve talks to the inner ear they communicate together. It could create pain because it's going to push your body weight forward. And an easy way to test that is if you simply just stand up, stand up straight, look straight ahead and and consciously bring your entire body weight forward. Don't bend your hips, stay straight, keep your feet on the ground. You'll feel pain happen pretty quickly. If you have lower back pain, you'll feel lower back pain almost instantly. That's energy expenditure. And it goes all the way down to your foot. It's going to affect your calf. It's going to affect your toes. It's going to affect your knee, your hip, your lower back, all the way up to your head. And that's stemming from the jaw. So so most people are in a class two occlusion, which is basically when the joint moves down and forward. Stats are actually around 85% of the population have a somewhat of a class two occlusion. It's also called an overbite. When you look at your teeth from the front, if the upper teeth cover the lower teeth, By more than one third, that is a class two overbite occlusion. This pushes the head forward. Now, you can also have a crossbite when the lower jaw moves to one side or the other. Well, what that creates from a postural standpoint is torsion. Now, because the jaw affects the inner ear, it also affects the eyes. So if you have an imbalance with your jaw, you'll have an imbalance with your overall stability, but you'll also have an imbalance with your eye muscles. If you have an imbalance with your eye muscles, the way that you're going to move, the way that your foot is going to land on the ground will be uneven. And if you have what I refer to as a mixed foot, for example, one foot pronates, the other one supinates, then you will have biomechanical compensation in every single joint in your body, starting from the bottom up and from the top down, because every single joint in your body is located between, guess what? Your feet and eyes
0: you've described it in other podcasts wonderfully to people who like cars, right? You describe a Ferrari. And if you have an imbalance in one of the wheels, it's, you know, even if it's just slightly, the cars will run, but it will not be optimal or efficient. You're certainly not going to win Formula One, right?
1: Well, that was, that was in the TED talk. They, they, they had to, they kind of, Wanted to come up with a, a really simple terminology. And I, I think that, that that one did it. But yeah, it's it's exactly that's the simplest way to, to understand it is if one wheel is misaligned, the car will eventually break down. And you mentioned something about eye imbalance. Do we know this? Are eyes imbalance, or
0: a lot of people know don't realize that their eyes are are, are unbalanced.
1: As far as the disclaimer is concerned, I, I just want to clarify that I'm not diagnosing eye problems or refraction disorders. What I'm looking at really are are the movements of the muscles of the eyes. Uh, Most professionals in North America are more concerned with binocular vision. So ophthalmologists and optometrists will will uh, give uh, lenses for refraction disorders. What I'm looking for really is an imbalance with the eye muscles, which is which is what is referred to as a convergence insufficiency. And most professionals in North America are not looking at this. And this is a mistake because from a partial, well, it's not really a mistake. I mean, their scope of practice does not allow them to really, you know, make the links between the eyes and posture. This is where I think being a posture specialist, looking at the body globally, really gives you a different perspective in regards to what's really going on when we're talking about chronic pain. Simply just grabbing a pen and asking someone to look at the tip of the pen will give you a pretty good idea of, will give you a window into their brain. Because of their eyes, vision from one eye goes into the opposite side of the brain and vice versa. I mean, it does stay on the same side, but most of it goes to the opposite side. And that's going to have an effect on the other side of the body. So if the angle of my right eye is not the same as my left, when I'm looking at something, whether it's close or far, my entire body is going to react and respond to that. Furthermore, the muscles of the eyes in the brain control, borrow exactly the same pathways of the intrinsic muscles of your spine. You know, those little muscles that we train when we do yoga and Pilates, those muscles respond to the commands of the brain. So if you have an eye imbalance, you'll have an imbalance with the intrinsic muscles of your spine. Your erector spinae cannot be aligned in the same respect, left side, right side, front and back, if there's an eye muscle imbalance. So one issue with a sensory receptor creates 10 problems. There's going to be, especially specifically with the eyes, because the eyes do affect 100% of your brain. This is what neuroscience is telling us. It's going to affect on your, have an effect on your hormone production. It's going to have uh, an effect on, on your sleeping and, and melatonin. It's going to affect, have an effect on your ability to manage your stress. It's going to affect the way that you understand what you read it's going to affect your posture, it's going to affect uh, your spine, and so on and so forth. So I mean, the eyes affect 100% of the brain and is the only organ that functions at 100% at every given moment in time when you are awake. And we actually do over 100,000 eye movements per day. So if there is an eye imbalance, we're constantly reinforcing that imbalance simply by looking and scanning our environment
0: the brain overload.
1: (laughs) I can see. Well, one of the symptoms, I don't think it would be it is a brain overload. But the first symptom associated to the eye would be tiredness or pain in the second part of the day. So would something as simple as meditation help something like that? Definitely going to give you a break for sure. But it's not going to fix the diverging eye. So everything helps. Remember, everything helps. But what we're talking about here is what if there was a way To actually have an effect on posture and correct it almost instantaneously and and permanently. And this is why I recommend doing uh, eye exercises as part of your daily routine, as you would your meditation and your stress and, you know, and eating right, taking a minute to a minute and a half per day to just relax. You feel tired, take a break, sit down, sure, do your meditation, but, you know, add to that some eye exercises, simple eye exercises. Don't clench your teeth take a moment to be in the moment, work out your eyes. And more often than not, the person does feel a sense of relief, not only from pain, but also from stress. So it's a really quick and efficient way to kind of reset your brain.
0: So these exercises, I saw some of them in your TED talk, I saw some of them on your Instagram and looking up for five seconds, looking down for five seconds, right, left. And, and so yet yeah, they are very, very simple. So do you actually, I was doing them this morning as I was walking along the beach, but I don't know. I was thinking, should I be doing this when I'm just standing,
1: sitting, walking? Does it matter? we recommend doing them sitting down because simply if someone's unstable and they're doing eye exercises or if they're driving a car, it's actually (laughs) happened. And I'm like, please, please don't do that. Uh, No, uh, please be immobile when you're doing your eye exercises and not in a moving vehicle, please. (laughs) So no, if you can ideally in a sitting position in a relaxed state, ideally not clenching your teeth, really, that is really important, your teeth should not be in contact, the teeth should only touch 12 minutes per day. Oh,
0: interesting. Why, why the magic number 12?
1: 12 to 15 minutes. These are this is what science is telling us. This is not this is not my this is not what I'm what I'm coming up with. But uh, dentists are actually saying that anywhere between 12 to 15 minutes per day is the amount of time that it takes for us to chew our food. All the other time, there should be no contact, there should be a free space between the teeth. You'll notice that most people clench their teeth, when you talk to them, you'll you'll see the masseter that's actually popping. So so that's clenching. And that has an effect again, on on everything that that we've just uh, that we've just discussed. Hey, I'm butting in for a quick second. If you enjoy the content
0: brought to you in this podcast, consider supporting Hack My Age by becoming a patron on patreon.com. This is where you can drop a tip or become a member for the price of a coffee. Members get special material, free coaching, and private Zoom calls. Join us by going to patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash hack my age. Thanks for your support. Now let's get back to the podcast. Let's talk about a woman in her fifties, sixties, seventies, or their parents in their eighties and nineties and keeping a woman in context, you, by the time you get to our age or those ages, you have got hip pain or shoulder pain, back pain, you know, this is, it seems to be something very common. I don't know if it's normal aging, but it's certainly very common. Do you believe that these are due to these imbalances you're talking about or wear and tear or chronic inflammation or all of the above? What, what is the reason for all of this pain that happens? It's one of the biggest complaints we have when,
1: as we age. What did it start off with, it always starts off with the sensory receptors, I'm going to exclude trauma and accidents of things we we can't control just natural aging, we're all decaying by the minute, our nervous system will ages with time we age, we have, you know, we get white hair, we get uh, wrinkles and whatnot, but our internal organs and our brain does age. So being healthy is about what can we do in our daily life to delay aging or to age as gracefully as possible. It's never too late to start. I'll, I'll give the, the parallel or, or the example. Someone is, is out of shape, they're 55 years old. Should they start training if they want to get in shape? Absolutely. I mean, there's no counterindication to just regular exercising and promoting a stress free life and eating well. This is kind of the same thing. But it's never too late to start. Where does pain begin? If professionals were looking at these imbalances in these sensory receptors, I believe that pain would be very different in, in the 21st century. The problem is that we've separated the body into different pieces. You have the, the foot specialist, the eye specialist, the dentist, and the muscle specialist, but none of them are really talking to one another. The body is a global, is a global entity. Everything, the foot affects the joints, the eyes affects the joints, the eyes affects the foot, the foot affects the eyes. There's actually studies that say that weight-bearing surfaces on the feet affects the way that our eyes are moving. The jaw affects your posture. So where does it begin? I believe that it begins with an imbalance in the sensory receptors, and it starts with primitive reflexes. How did we learn how to move as babies? What type of movement did we learn afterwards? And, and what did we build on top of that? Because every single child that I see has an imbalance. They have primitive reflexes that are not integrated. I'm talking about eight years old. I even see it in an older man. I just posted a video of um, a 32-year-old man that still had a Palmer reflex that was active. He's 32.
0: What's a Palmer reflex?
1: primitive reflexes are basically automatic reflexes that are embedded in our brainstem. Every single human has them. And the goal of the nervous system is to inhibit the reflex. So a palmar reflex in a baby, and I'm sure you've seen this is when you put your hand, this is a newborn baby, you just touch their hand, they go into flexion. Yes, this is a palmar reflex. He still had that at 32. Yeah. So if you take (laughs) a pen, and that's, that's crazy. It was like, uh, but I, but I see this all the time. Now, here's the thing. If we talk about performance and movement, the Palmer reflex, when you stroke the hand, there should be, it shouldn't even feel ticklish. And this guy was going poop like this little poop. Oh, I saw that. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> I saw that what you posted.
1: With that reflex, the integration of this reflex is actually connected to our mouth. You've seen kids write like this. My husband does that when he's focused on something. So that's like your tongue out like a kid. <laughs> yeah, so that's so that's the palmar reflex. Hand and mouth are connected in the brain. So to learn to learn fine movements the development of the finger there's different stages that that children must go through and because some of these stages are skipped as babies, we become adults and start building layers and layers and layers of postural adaptation. And this is where pain comes in. Because at some point, depending on our lifestyle, how we eat, our stress level, I mean there's a million variables, obviously, that we can't control. Eventually pain sets in. But here's what we know. We know that if we address the foot in the eyes, just the foot in the eyes, not the jaw, just the foot in the eyes, we should expect a decrease in pain anywhere in a healthy individual, anywhere between 60 to 85 percent in one single session.
0: Okay, everybody wants your number now.) <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the what we we
0: expect when we go to an osteopath or or a chiropractor, right?
1: Do we really? Because a lot of the people that I talk to, unfortunately, are, are just accustomed to the this this pain management. It's kind of this thing that we go into. Oh, let's manage pain, pain management, and it's kind of uh, again not to say that that it's wrong. It does help, but it doesn't fix the cause.
0: You get tired of going and and over and over again, and you get tired of spending the money too especially if you don't have insurance that covers this. And that's where I think some people break down and say, you know, I'm just going to get get the operation because you get tired of doing that. That's why I'm, you know, I'm asking, you know, the, the root cause of that. Okay. The posture imbalance, uh, I start with the eyes, start with the feet. But I'm like, you said, there are probably a lot of other factors with the woman over 50 or going through menopause, let's say, There's probably a lot of hormonal imbalances happening as well. That's influencing some of their pain or or, or not. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you go through menopause uh, and you stop producing estrogen, the organ that is going to start producing or should start start producing the estrogen uh, instead of your ovaries are your adrenals. But if you are in constant pain, you have excessive cortisol floating through your body excessively and it becomes chronic. So at that point, what will what will end up happening, hot flashes and just going through that menopause period might be harder for for women to go through when once or if uh, they are in constant chronic stress or chronic pain. So remember that the step one is really is really simple. The method is common for all is look at the imbalance in the foot. Is there an imbalance with the eyes? Let's restore proper connection between the feet and eyes so that there's no competition in the nervous system. Let's restore center of gravity. We'll talk about the jaw later, but let's just start with that first and see how you feel. And usually very frequently within the session, you'll have a decrease in that pain.
0: Interesting. So, okay, we got to figure out, I've got to get and learn a bit more about these eyes and other feet because the posture thing, I think we all get it when you're t- having good posture, we have heard it, you know, I'm sure I've had my mom, you know, pinching my shoulders back, telling me to sit up straight. Now I have my husband doing that. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you have the, these, these cues all your whole life. And we know, and people probably listening to this podcast now are just sitting up a little up straight and you're trying to get their pelvis in. And, but that's the, the conscious mind telling us it lasts for about five seconds and then we relax. And so, how are we supposed to correct our posture, you know, in a conscious state? This is where I find your work intriguing because it seems as though you're tapping into a subconscious state, which makes more sense because it's not what we do that one hour in the physio that's important. What it was happening the other 23 hours of the day. How are you correcting your posture or moving in a way? Because I think it's those movements, it's what you do every single day that makes a bigger impact than what you do once in a while. I mean, for me across the board, it just seems like that's the way it is. So how is your technique tapping into that subconscious mind? I mean, because you say you're working with the brain, you're working with the eyes and the feet so that we can be in this subconsciously be in the correct position to
1: remove our pain because some of the the sensory receptors that are being targeted are sending sensory input directly into our primitive brain. It's just a one-time deal. You say let's, Oh no, it's not a one-time deal. Again, it depends on several factors. Are are you taking medication? Are you, do you have Parkinson's disease? Uh, do you have cancer? Do you have uh, Alzheimer's? I mean, all of those things will play a role, but again, speaking from the perspective of a healthy individual, The results are very quick and can last anywhere between four to six hours. Now, they have to be repeated for a minimum of six weeks. Why? Because if you have rounded shoulders, for example, if you find that you have poor posture, this is something that you've developed through time, through time. No therapy in the world will reverse the rounded shoulders in an hour. It's impossible. The gap is way too, is too big. The fascia have adapted the muscles have adapted. So you need to give time to time. What's that time period? Well, you need to repeat good posture for a period of 10,000 hours. In, in the equivalent of days, that comes out to be to being six weeks. It also takes six weeks for neuroplasticity in the brain to occur. Neuroplasticity is creating forming new neural connections, new habits in your brain. So six weeks is the mark that we aim for. So for six weeks, We ask that you do eye exercises, foot stimulation. It's going to cost you three minutes per day at the most. For some, we do work with different therapeutic tools. We do work with partial insoles that just speed up the process. I always love to offer free solutions first so people can try and try out for themselves to see whether or not there's a benefit. Most people usually feel such a a benefit from doing those simple exercises that very often they do tend to. Want to buy the products because it is costing them time to do these exercises, although they are the ones that are the least costly as far as results. So you're basically just going through a different system when you're doing eye exercises or even foot stimulation, whereas working on the muscle and the muscle alone, you're you're bypassing the brain. You're simply working with the segments of the spinal cord. I don't know if that makes sense or not. But working with the nervous system is always going to give you longer lasting results. That's super interesting because the insoles make, I
0: can understand a little bit better because I think three minutes a day, that's nothing. And how is that going to make an impact? But the insoles make sense because you're walking every single minute of the day, practically, or maybe not, maybe you're sitting a lot, <laughs> but you're know, probably doing a lot more than three minutes a day. So one question I have before, because I, it's in, on the top of my head and I don't want to forget What you're saying is, is a healthy individual, generally healthy, people don't have Parkinson's or cancer or have a serious injury, spinal cord injury, for example, uh, they will heal a lot faster than those people who have, who are unhealthy, right?
1: There will be a response of the nervous system much faster than the ones that are unhealthy. A response, because remember what we're doing is we're looking for a response. If I take a, a cigarette and I burn you, how long does it take for you to feel that? you're going to have a response, a withdrawal Mm -hmm. response to protect yourself from the burn. But the sensation is coming in through your skin. So we're wired in such a way that our muscles respond to stimulation. And that response, that delay in feeling the burn happens in your brain. So if we can use the same mechanics, but under the foot, because we know that in the strip of the sensory strip in the brain, the foot, the mouth, the hands, are much um, uh, occupy a much larger space than, for example, my elbow, then we can use that information to your, our advantage in the context, in a therapeutic context, or certainly in the context of rehabilitation or pain management. Would the same be for somebody who's in their 40s or 50s probably go
0: faster than somebody who's in their 80s or 90s? It, assuming they're generally healthy
1: on both spectrums. I mean, You know, I'm going to want to say that the 80 year olds, it's much more noticeable for them because they've really started to break down. So just that small adjustment, you literally, they describe it as, as giving them like just living again. When you're old, what happens? You're afraid to fall. Uh, uh, You don't like to move too much. The floor might seem uneven to you. Uh, You're afraid to fall. I mean, we know that what kills the elderly is falling. It's not old age. It's falling. That's true. Why? Because they, they have calluses. They no longer, a lot of them have type two diabetes. We know that that affects the sensory receptors in the foot. They no longer have that stimulation, that sensation of the ground. Their eyes are not tracking properly. They're a mess.
0: Yeah. So you're saying that they have a, a, quite, a, quite a quick
1: response or dramatic response. Much quicker than someone that's young. Much quicker. I mean, for them, it's much more noticeable. They're like, Wow. Whereas, I mean, you take a 50-year-old; sure, they'll respond faster. But for them, they'll be, yeah, I'm good. Of course, it depends. I mean, I've had to, depends who comes into my office. If you can't walk and you have massive back pain, and then all of a sudden you can stand up, you know, it just everyone's different. Everyone's brain and nervous system is different. I've seen both. So you're right. Actually, you know, I was thinking
0: because by the time you reach 80, you know, these habits, these imbalances, you've been carrying them possibly since childhood. So I would think. It would take so much longer to reverse the damage, but what you're saying is not is not, necess- not necessarily so.
1: Well, my God, with a 75 year old, and I have I have this picture on my Instagram. He literally literally uh, went from a flexed forward posture. Uh, no, really, I mean this is these are real live pictures. To boop, like he grew by two hands simply by stimulating his feet. Wow. So what, what happens to the brain when you age, again, the brainstem, the primitive brain is, we're born in flexion. We have to learn to inhibit flexion and activate extension as humans. When we age, we go back into flexion. And this is why we have this kind of you know, this flexor dominant type of posture. When we age, we see old people that are always hunched forward because their nervous system is aged.
0: You just said something about stimulating the feet. Describe, somebody who's listening now may say, okay, I got to try this method. You're in Canada. Well, today you're in France, but not generally you're in Canada. So how does somebody actually see you if they're halfway around the world?
1: Yeah. So uh, we offer online consultations. There's still, We can still get really, really good results with the online consultation. Ideally, in person is always best. But uh, through online consultations, we can have already um, drastic uh, changes in pain or, uh, you know, whatever, um, issues you, you may be struggling with now to try it. I mean, with the foot is, is really simple. Like I said, I love to give tools that are free at first, so you can try it out. What I love uh, to suggest is to, if you do have pain, uh, is to put a number on that pain. Uh, I don't know, let's say shoulder pain or back pain. Give me a number. How much is it out of 10, 10 being the most one being the least, are you restricted in movement? If so, please do the movement and put a number on that. Then, Sit down and do some eye exercises, just like I did in the TED talk. Relax, make sure your teeth are not clenching. Go slow. You have to go slowly. Most people go fast, it's a mistake. Small circles and slow. And you have to see one target, one line throughout the entire exercise. Do this for 45 seconds. Reassess your pain. Did it change? Yes or no? If it changed, it means that your eyes, are contributing to your pain, it means that the eye imbalance is causing an imbalance in your muscles. So you should do those exercises, you should do the same thing with the foot, the foot, something as simple as a pen as a fork, just rub the skin of your foot, rub the skin of your foot, and again, reassess your pain, yes or no. And you can try this on two different uh, occasions. I don't know, Tuesday, you'll try the eyes Wednesday, you'll, you'll, tr- you'll try the foot and see which one gives you the most relief. Ideally, again, if there's a problem with the foot and eyes, remember every single joint in your body is located between your feet and eyes. So I always recommend work out your feet, stimulate them and your eyes together in the morning, in the afternoon and around supper time, five or six o'clock, not before going to bed, five or six o'clock. Why? Five or six Uh, because the you still want to reap the benefits of the exercises while while you're still active at the end of the day. Whereas if you do it when you're in bed, you're kind of wasting the exercise, right? Remember, it's about reprogramming your your muscles, your habits, while you're living. So when I'm doing the eye exercises, I'm, I'm ideally I'm strengthening my eye muscles, I'm creating more symmetry in my brain in the muscles of my eyes on my feet. And I want that to take effect in my body. And that's going to happen as I move and walk throughout the day, where versus if I'm in bed, I'm going to bed. Sure, you'll have the benefits, but you're not starting to retrain your muscles.
0: So if somebody says they're going to try a session with you online, then you're managing their pain and you're resolving it,
1: or they have to meet with you several times or one time. How does that work? So again, everyone's different, but typically even in Montreal, when someone comes into my clinic, I don't see someone more than six times a year. So that's max. And usually by the third time, we're pretty much settled. So I would say at least try it once. If you're healthy, you have no issues, uh, three times maximum. And if, you know, there's a really big problem, probably six times.
0: And it probably depends on how disciplined the people are to do the exercises, what in between visits, right?
1: that as well. I mean, that, that is something that I can't control. Um, you know, I mean, we can meet, uh, 10 times, but if the exercises are not performed, um, we're not going to get the results.
0: Tell me a little bit about the insoles because, uh, and I have to try these because I, I, I have to see what they're all about, but as I understand they're different, they're not just insoles. You, you explained to another podcast, I was listening to it as a certain height or how is it different than what somebody may just get from their orthopedist?
1: Okay, so what we know from from science is that within our skin, we have these little sensory receptors that are called mechanoreceptors. And these receptors respond to touch, pressure, pain, stretch and and whatnot. What we know is that depending on whether I apply pressure or remove my finger, some of these receptors are going to fire to my brain, depending on the pressure that is being applied, how long it's being applied for. If the pressure of insoles, for example, you know, in your shoes or the shoes that you buy, they all have this default arch in it, or or you'll wear uh, an arch that actually supports your foot. Uh, What ends up happening is that some of these receptors actually stop producing the signal. They kind of go numb. So from a muscular perspective, what that does is that it actually weakens your muscles. So using this knowledge, I said, well, what can we do to stimulate the muscle instead of Weakening it. So, anything the threshold is three millimeters of height. So, when you go below three millimeters, you're actually activating those mechanoreceptors in the skin and you're creating better postural stability. So, in other words, your feet are sensing the ground much more than if it was above three millimeters. We are using height on different places in the insole, but we're also using texture and frequency all of which target different types of mechanoreceptors under the skin of the foot. So we're using the skin of the foot as a doorway to the nervous system.
0: So then would this be something that people use only
1: when they need to wear a shoe and you would recommend them to walk barefoot instead? So I love barefoot, but it's going to depend on the context. Are you in so much pain that it's affecting your life? Um, Are you popping medication for the last uh, three months and you just can't get out of bed? What is the situation? The situation is different for all. Are you someone that's just looking to do this at, as prevention? Everyone's context is different. Just there are ways to go about each case individually according to their own schedule and what they feel comfortable with, of course.
0: I noticed on your website that you have trained plenty of people around the world. So I'm just thinking of those people in Europe or Asia and you know because not everybody's in North America. Is this something that they can just, they, they can actually call these people, walk into their office and have a meeting with them if they wanted to see somebody in person?
1: Absolutely. You can find all the practitioners on our website uh, and just select where you are on the map and contact them.
0: And these are people who learned your method, trained with you, and we can trust them.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And if not, we go directly to you <laughs> and say, okay, we're talking about chronic pain as well, right? We're not talking about just acute pain. So people who have. Uh, osteoarthritis or hip impingement and these things, you're able to resolve these. It get to the root cause of problem. Or is there a point where you go? You know what? There's nothing else we can do. We tried it, and you got to go get surgery.
1: If they're scheduled for surgery, I mean, if the doctor says that surgery is needed, then surgery is needed. Then I would recommend definitely fixing your posture uh, pre surgery and post surgery is uh, definitely something that would be recommended. But what I'm proposing is prevention. Don't wait till you have pain. If you do have pain, again, just trying those two exercises, eye exercises, foot stimulation will give you a really a window into whether or not this type of treatment is for you. If you respond positively and there's a decrease in pain, I mean, enough to say to go from 10 to 1, for example, this might be something that, you know, you may want to look into because here's the thing. When there's pain, there is always, always an imbalance with the feet and eyes. Mm -hmm. You cannot have pain without having an imbalance with your feet or your eyes and also with the jaw, maybe. And that's even, and so you're saying this is even
0: with people who've got no more cartilage left uh, bone on bone and they're able to resolve their pain or is there?
1: Well, bone on bone, again, everybody's different. I mean, how much, how much bone on bone are we talking about? If surgery is needed, at least make sure that the joints are aligned because even if you go through surgery and get full knee replacement or hip replacement, you're still going to be unbalanced. You're not going to have pain anymore in that joint. But the other side will end up taking the slack two years later. Plus, you'll have a scar to worry about because that scar, if it doesn't heal properly, it's going to cause a postural imbalance in the long term. It may cause an imbalance in the long term. So it's going to add a problem on top of a problem because surgery does not fix posture. It just replaces the joint that is sick, puts it in a prosthetic uh, uh, piece there, and it it doesn't fix posture. It doesn't fix the cause. It manages the symptom how much do you think
0: stress plays in people's pain and, and perhaps misalignment because it seems that there's this mind body connection that you understand and would somebody who's working on their stress perhaps be find that balance as well and that would help with their pain or could that be a contributor or what does that play a role
1: so it's huge because i mean our ability we cannot eliminate stress what we need to train is how we're going to respond to the stress that we're faced with. Now, what yoga does and breathing does is that it stimulates not only your vagal tone, but it also creates connections. And MRIs actually show this. It lights up the frontal the front part of your brain, which is the frontal lobe. Now, the role, one of the roles of the frontal lobe is to inhibit, inhibit the limbic system. Now, guess what activates the frontal lobe? Your feet and eyes.
2: No. <laughs> yeah, right? it's
1: the feet and the
0: eyes. Oh, this I, is, I'm yeah. not
1: saying it's it's part of it's never just one thing. It's just part of the puzzle. The body needs to be looked at and treated globally, globally. Everything plays a role. Feet, eyes, emotions, nutrition, hormones, uh, there are daily activities and so on and so forth. So all of that together is just what can we do to make all of that better? Is stress a problem? Absolutely. Hundred percent. We need to learn to manage manage our stress. But on top of that, if we're stressed, we clench our teeth, and we spoke about before what clenching your teeth does to your posture. Never mind grinding your teeth and wearing out your teeth. The more you wear out the height of your teeth, the more you change the position of your joint, and you end up having what is referred to as a premature contact, which means that instead of your teeth coming into contact together. The, hit, the back will end up hitting first, and then you'll have this kind of boom, 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 boom. But what ends up happening is that your brain has to constantly manage this position, this uh, premature contact, and it does so by creating abnormal contraction of your jaw. So your jaw muscle, headaches, your neck, your shoulder, your pec, your traps, all of that is going to be in a state of constant inflammation. Never mind the fact that the jaw affects the vestibular system and so on and so forth. So basically, it's a loop. One affects the other that affects the other. So let's propose a solution to try to address all of it together in conjunction to what you're already doing right now. Don't change anything that you're doing. Just add another minute and a half to your routine and work by process of elimination. If you're really curious to find out what is causing what, then I really, I really propose that you do try those different exercises to see. What works best for you?
0: And we can find those on your website, on YouTube, anywhere else
1: can we find those? In person or online w- with me. do a lot of uh, videos so, so that people can try it at home. And read, read the comments in some of the videos that I did. I mean, a lot of people are also saying that they're, they're trying it. They don't understand it, but it's, it's helping them with their pain.
0: It's incredible. I like, okay, I keep trying to pin down like a typical person. What's the one thing to do or what's the one root cause or what is the, you know, we all want to pop that magic pill. So, but what you're saying and what I'm hearing is it is a holistic approach. And that's where when we work with you or with one of somebody you've trained, they look at it from all different angles, rather than the osteopath who's just going to, you know, give you a deep tissue massage or something, or try to crack your back.
1: Have I understood that correctly? Yes, correct. It's just that we're looking at the body globally instead of looking at the problem locally to try it out the takeaway a message from this it, is not it's not complicated just do some eye exercises for 20 seconds 30 seconds ideally rub the skin of your foot stop clenching your teeth that's it that takes less than 3 minutes and
0: if someone here is listening is a practitioner of some kind and wants to learn uh, they tell us a little bit about your course that you're offering
1: so all of our courses have the same the same tone which is basically brain based but we've geared them uh, towards different parts, whether it be learning about primitive reflexes or just the mechanics of the foot, or just uh, an introduction to a nervous, a brain-based approach in the context of of movement. Uh, But all of our courses uh, do teach this brain-based approach as far as, you know, where you are at in your professional practice. And uh, they're available on our website, and you know they're they're as uh, affordable as $97 all the way up to our full program, which is called the Posture Pro Method. And uh, we do offer installment plans, so you know they don't have to be paid. You can have access to them right away and then pay them um, as you go in the four or six installments.
0: That's so great. So we can find that on posturepro.co, uh, not dotcom dot co. co. And so, and the same thing with your insoles and and lots of information on your website. And I will have the links to your Facebook, your Instagram, and it's usually always Posture Pro. We should be able to find you.
1: Except Twitter, which is posture underscore pro. But so, but yeah, Facebook, Facebook and Instagram is, is usually.
0: And YouTube, go to those YouTube.
2: Actually, I'm very familiar with work uh, with Annette because uh, I started working uh, with her uh, in. 2019 and i really got a brilliant result from it
0: thank you so you were a client or are you somebody working with clients
2: i started like a client and there, later on i took the curse uh, brain coach and um, many actually all the cheapest one after taking the courses i was uh, trying to fix my posture because i uh, i work like a fit- uh, in the fitness industry and uh, I noticed like people having lower shoulders, something they cannot do uh, um, exercises properly, like moving, kind of weird way, find the disbalance in, um, in the body. Yeah, I didn't know why. And actually, it's, it's mostly because of feet and, uh, and eyes.
0: How long did it take you to resolve your, the issue that you started off with?
2: For me personally, it took uh, several months, um, but I didn't have that time the uh, uh, insoles. After I got the insoles, uh, I'm wearing them on daily basis, and then I see much better. Like uh, the posture is getting more extended, and um, it helps me also with working out. I do not have any pains. Like my body is uh, stand where it's supposed to stand. So any workout it's uh, it's much better like um i can feel more sense my muscles better even it's very interesting how this works
1: it's, it's science it will be i believe that in 20 years this will be the new it will be the new norm
2: mm-hmm. yeah exactly
1: you know i think that with luke um, and some people the reason i suggest eye exercises first is really because again i try to make people save money. But if there is an imbalance with the foot, what one has to understand is that the imbalance in the foot is, is always going to create imbalances in body and and, and body tension. So doing the eye exercises is going to help. It is, but it's just going to be a slower process for you to get, how can I say for you to get that 100% that Mm -hmm. you're looking for. And then once the insoles are incorporated with the eye exercises, if, if this is something that, that you'd be interested in, usually the process is, is much, much quicker. Again, don't forget the jaw also does play a role. I don't like to talk too much about the jaw because it kind of freaks people out and they, you know, they think it has to do with, with uh, yeah, you know, healthy. it's reserved for, for dentists. But it's important that throughout that process, you stop clenching your teeth what I keep on seeing, I I know that it works. And how do I know that it works? Because I've been doing it since 2006. If you just perform these exercises, you will have results. How much pain will you be able to fix? No, no one can tell. It really depends on your lifestyle. And it really is individual based.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, thank you so much, Luke, for your input. It's always very interesting to hear other people. Annette, before I let you go, Is there any last words you have for a woman over 50?
1: Yeah, well, the over 50 going into that uh, second part of of your life uh, would be the the stress management. Mm. The stress management, because it will go, it will make just the uh, process of going through menopause, which is inevitable. It will just make that process that much easier and smoother to go through. Constant inflammation in the body is no good for anyone, and we really want our adrenals to be loved and to be (laughs) able to take and to be able to take uh, to take over when our ovaries are are taking a break. So that would be my message. Uh, Just try to take some time to relax. Meditations great, but try incorporating exercises that are going to target your your primitive brain so that you can give yourself the best chances that aging gracefully.
0: Thank you. Those are great wise words. And (laughs) I will take them on board because menopause can be a smooth, effortless transition. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your time. Um, Everyone who's listening, um, they can get a discount of 15% off using the code Zora on any of your online courses. And I would love to hear back from you. If any of you reach out to Annette for a consultation or any of her practitioners or try the insoles, let me know. I will be trying the insoles. I'm super excited. I will report back. I would love to have you on as a guest again
1: and, uh, and, and hear, take on to the next level, hear more about the jaw and, and more pain-free lives. Thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure. And thank you for your time. Thank you. Hey, did you enjoy the podcast? Don't forget to subscribe
0: to be notified of all the new episodes and leave a review to help build the tribe. It's a small act of kindness that brings me big benefits and helps others find this amazing content. The best thing you can do is share. Sharing is caring. Statements made on this podcast have not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Anything we say or products we mention are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Information provided by this podcast is not a substitute for personal medical advice and not intended to replace a one-on-one relationship with a qualified healthcare professional. It is intended as a sharing of knowledge and information from the personal research and experience of me and my guests.